Welcome on into Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thanks again for joining us on a Thursday edition of the show. A lot to get to on today's podcast. We're going to talk about some annual traditions and one that kind of annoys me, but it's an annual tradition nonetheless when it comes to BYU football. We'll talk about that here in the first segment. Add some context to some comments. The former BYU star Jason Buck, the Outlanded Trophy winner, two-time Super Bowl contestant, Super Bowl champion, had some comments that are all too normal when it comes to BYU and independence. We'll talk about that here in the first segment. Second segment of the show, I want to talk about BYU men's golf. They deserve a big-time shout-out and examination of how they've played after they went out and closed extremely well at the NCAA Regional in Pullman, Washington. Uh, tip of the cap to Rhett Rasmussen, who won the Regional. We'll talk a little bit more about them in the second segment, and then we'll wrap things up on today's show with all the other news in BYU sports. So there you go, the layout of today's show. Uh, today's show brought to you by, insert your company name here. If you are interested in advertising with the Locked On Podcast Network, and in particular, the Locked On Cougars Podcast, please email us at LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. Love to have you guys on board. You can follow the show on all the major social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at Locked On Cougars. Check us out there. And also, of course, this podcast available everywhere, podcasts are to be found. Let's get going. This is the Locked on Cougars podcast for May 16th, 2019. All right, guys, I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked on Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for downloading the show and joining us on a Thursday edition of the podcast. And there are annual traditions when it comes to BYU football during their offseason. Discussions about the honor code? Check. Discussions about the upcoming schedule? Check. Discussions about who could be impact players? Check. Disgruntled former BYU football player sounding off on things they don't like about BYU? Check, check, and double check. And this one is one that actually happens with a, with one particular BYU alum seemingly every offseason. And I'm not going to lie, I'll freely admit that my station, the Zone Sports Network, we've had uh, this guy on the air with my show, DJ and PK in the morning, multiple times to talk about his consternation when it comes to independence for BYU. And that is the Allen Trophy Award winner and also Super Bowl champion, Jason Buck. I also have another podcast here locally called Rivals. And actually, I quite enjoy the podcast. He does a great job working with Scott Mitchell. They do a good job having both the red and the blue element with their podcast. But um, just like clockwork, I was waiting for it, and it showed up. In the Deseret News this week, a column by Brad Rock. And I love Brad Rock. Let me get this out of the way right now. Brad Rock is one of the most stand-up sports writers in this entire market. He's a gentleman. He's a good friend. I respect him very highly, but I expected this column to come out, and it's just a matter of who's going to write it each year, it feels like. But um, eight years in to independence for BYU football, this will be the eighth season that BYU, well, actually, no, ninth season coming up. No, eighth season. No, eighth season coming up that they'll be competing as an independent in the FBS ranks, and Jason Buck still doesn't like it. Shocking. Shocking, I know, but... He talks about um, in this column on the Deseret News, he says, quote, just watch the rise of Utah State's program in a conference and our decline in independence and now we're battling for our lives for relevance against Utah State. 
Okay, I get that. Uh, it raises alarms when, of course, you lose to Utah State two times in a row. It's very much become a rivalry after BYU dominated that series for seemingly half a century. And I get the consternation when it comes to Utah State. Do I think that uh, BYU and Utah State are competing on the same level? In some cases, yes. But in other cases, no. I still feel like BYU is more nationally relevant than Utah State. And any Aggie fan that hears that's probably going to light me up on Twitter. But go ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll stick with that for the time being. Uh, it, just Jason Buck... Straight up front, there should have been like the there should have been an editor's note on this column. Jason Buck does not like BYU Independence. Please note that accordingly. And I get it. He he's a guy who played in a conference system. He won big time at both the collegiate and the professional levels. He won the ultimate uh, championship in in pro football with the Super Bowl championship. And I understand what he's saying. And he says that. Uh, so in this column, he's talking about Utah State, which. Buck says USG, which finished last season 11 and 2 and ranked number 22 overall, provides, quote, a great side by side analogy because the Aggies left the Western Athletic Conference for the Mountain West Conference two years after BYU declared its independence. His opinion is that USU is moving forward and BYU is standing in place. Here's a further quote. Quote, Tiny Logan gets in a conference and we drop out. Eight years later, USU beats us two years in a row. It's playing for conference championships. It's the end of the year and we're like, uh, no conference championship. We know we struggled in the first half of the season. Then we wiped out Wagner and Liberty and Idaho State and now we're going to a bowl game, unquote. I get what Jason Buck's trying to say, but I can, I also think that there is going to be one other shift coming in conference realignment, particularly at the Power 5 level, the, the midway point of this upcoming decade, the 2020s. That's when the, the bulk or the majority of the conference network packages are up for renegotiation or uh, for TV companies to bid on them. Fox is very much posturing itself to really bid heavily, it appears, uh, for multiple conferences, particularly at the Power 5 level. They currently control the Big Ten, uh, their conference deal. But BYU's got to hold out till 2024. And I know Jason Buck, it's going to bug him. It's going to be an annual tradition. He'll be saying that we're in 2019. Come 2024, we'll be five years further into this, and we'll see what other new things he's got to say about it. But BYU, for the time being, this is just my two cents on this, they need to hold out and hope that they can get that P5 offer. Uh I've had multiple sources, multiple people connected with the situation around BYU the last two times they've been kind of in those hot and heavy rumor mills about conference realignment that multiple times, speaking particularly of the Big 12, that's kind of where the natural landing point would be for BYU, it appears. I prefer to have them in the Pac-12, but for reasons that I think are very apparent, and if they're not, feel free to reach out to me and I'll explain them to you further. That's not happening. They're not going to the Pac-12, at least in my lifetime, it doesn't appear. But BYU, in regards to the Big 12, I've been told multiple times, this happened during both rounds of realignment, was that BYU, in terms of the Big 12, was Team 11 in a revamped Big 12, but there was no consensus on who Team 12 was to get the Big 12 back to 12 teams. That's why the conference wouldn't go about expanding. They didn't want to expand to 11 if they weren't going to go to 12. But they also couldn't find a 12th team that they were all like, yeah, that's a natural landing or a natural spot or a natural fit for our conference. 
do I have my suggestions for the Big 12? Absolutely. I don't think it should be Cincinnati, but I understand with the footprint of the Big 12, if you're gonna add it, if you're gonna stay kind of in that Midwest area, the upper Midwest, well, Cincinnati, it's kind of edging towards the east. It's closer to West Virginia, which is out of place in the Big 12 in my mind, but you go with that. My take would be is that you take Colorado State's ambitions and you make BYU and Colorado State the two new additions, make a western branch of the Big 12, and it opens up a new broadcast window for the Big 12 Conference. We can talk about that more at a future date. I can explain more about why I think that logistically would be a good move, why Colorado State would be a natural fit in my mind. But we can get to that at another point. But Jason Buck here, very much disgruntled, getting back to my original point, very much disgruntled with independence. He, he feels like BYU is just essentially spinning their wheels and they're stuck. Uh, it was an interesting thing. It's a kind of an interesting note that he said this just days after the SB Nation preview for BYU by Bill Connolly comes out and Bill Connolly says that BYU's never really gone up or down as an independent kind of justifying what Buck is saying here but also saying that is 2019 the season BYU can break out of that and really move up. We'll see. I've said it multiple times on this podcast. I feel like BYU is in a good spot. Going into 2019, I feel like the roster is underrated in terms of its depth and quality, and I feel like that could pay off. you got to go and win games, though. Uh, BYU financially doing just fine as an independent. I can tell you that much. I've talked to multiple people. I've seen some hard numbers. I still need to do a podcast on that where we dive into this and we might do it with some of the news coming out about the Big Ten. Holy smokes. You see that? Uh, total revenue for the Big Ten passes more than $100 million more than the SEC. Yeah, the Big Ten's rolling in it. And BYU as an independent isn't struggling for cash. I can tell you guys that much and I'll stick by it. But uh, what he's saying saying here, Jason Buck's point is he wants to see BYU go back to the Mountain West Conference, essentially, is my gut reaction or what I feel he wants to see. Um, He says that, I don't see any change, Buck says, we'll still get 40,000 to the Liberty game and still go to the same bowl. I think the best scenario right now is to bust into the Fiesta Bowl like Boise State in Western Michigan, who went to the Cotton Bowl. Go back to owning what we can control. Don't put it in the hands of the biases and the prejudices and the academic elites. We can control our own destiny. Be a part of G5. If we burn our bridges with the Mountain West, find another one. Let's just own that. And I can tell you this much, there are multiple people at BYU who feel like as long as Craig Hare Thompson is in control or running at the helm of the ship with the Mountain West Conference, it's going to be a hard sell to get BYU back into that conference. There are some hard feelings that still exist almost a decade later with the Mountain West Conference. So what Buck is saying is if it's the Mountain West Conference, that bridge is still burned, go find something else. It's probably the American Conference. Does the American want to expand all the way to the Intermountain West at this point? Who knows? But it is just my take, and this is your host, Jake Hatch's take, is BYU doesn't do anything for the time being. They sit pat for the next five years or so and continue to express interest to all parties you can possibly get in touch with at the Power 5 level and say, we want to be Power 5. BYU brings a lot to the table as a Power 5 opponent. Do they have their warts? Absolutely. The Snow Sunday play will absolutely be an issue, but I think it can be overcome relatively easily if you get the right parties on your side of things. We'll see. But like I said, it's an annual tradition to hear a former BYU alum, particularly Jason Buck, belly aching about BYU's an independent. But for the time being, BYU's got to stand pat and continue to chase the power five because multiple people who I've talked to who would know better than I do 
have said that there is one more major round of realignment coming in the middle part of the next decade, and that's when BYU has to kind of stake their hopes and ambitions of being a Power 5 team in that round of round of conference realignment. Will it come to pass? I can't say that with any surety. I, I can't. It, there's so many variables in play about that. But for the time being, BYU has to stand pat. And I know that's going to bug guys like Jason Buck. You're still spinning your wheels, but they've got to stand pat. They've got to sit back, let things play out, and do what they can do to make that jump to the Power 5 level. I really feel like you, you don't just give up at this point. You've come so far, if, speaking of BYU and their independence, and they put a lot of other programs at a disadvantage jumping into independence and football with the hope that it would pay off down the road you don't give up on that now all right that's just my take on it i'll link this story in the show notes if you're so interested in reading about it but like i said it's an annual tradition that jason buck or another byu alum and buck has been very vocal in the past and he'll continue to be vocal i guarantee it he's a guy who loves to speak his mind he um, will continue to sound off on this, but and I can't blame him. I understand he's got he loves. I, I one thing I, I'll defend Jason in this. He loves BYU. He he wants the best for the BYU football program. I can assure you of that point. I'm just not sure that coming out each and every off season and saying, "Well, get back into the G5," blah 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 stuff is necessarily helping but I know he cares about that program because it helped him a lot in his life and he said it's it's led to a lot of good things in his life so he wants to see the best for it I just don't feel like he's going about it the right way and that's just my opinion alright we will step aside here come back on the other side and you talk some BYU men's golf headed to the NCAA championships and you talk a little about them give them some pub as they are going to the national championship and had a fantastic showing at the regional we'll talk about all that next but real quick a reminder for you guys when you do get in your vehicle when you're driving around taking your kids to soccer practice dropping them off at music lessons whatever you're doing making your commute to work even if you're doing your honey do list or you're running errands for the day when you get in your car plug in your smart device and tell it play podcast locked on cougars that way you stay up to date with this daily source of all things byu news my goal for this podcast as i've said it before and i'll continue to say is for you to be the smartest byu fan in the room when it comes to talking about the cougars with your family and friends and I also encourage you to share this podcast with your family and friends, but that way you always be ahead. You always know exactly what's going on. And when you have that dead time, that captive audience time when you're in the car, tell it to play this podcast. That way you're always up to date, like I said. So once again, thank you for your continued support of the show. It's a blast to bring it to you guys each and every day. More in a moment on BYU Men's Golf right here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. Welcome on back. A lot to get to in this segment talking BYU men's golf. But before we do that, next week I'm going to be looking to record some podcasts with BYU fans who are out there who are listening to this podcast and love to share their thoughts on the BYU sports. Hit me up. I've got a couple of people who have expressed interest, but I would love to kind of fill up the the docket, if you will, and really knock out some podcasts with you guys as we head towards, well, today's the 100-day mark of college football. We're 100 days out. We're 105 days out from BYU. You and Utah kicking off the season here locally. 
It's coming quick, but I still want to get some of you guys on this podcast over the next couple of weeks as we get into June and also get ready for media day and all that stuff. So let me know at Jacob C. Hatch, LockedOnBYU at gmail.com, or you can follow the show on all the major social media platforms at LockedOnCougars. Love to hear from you guys and also looking forward to having some of you on the show with me as well. All right, I mentioned BYU Men's Golf. Uh, They propelled themselves to their second straight uh, NCAA National Championship appearance. Rhett Rasmussen, man, what a showing for him. He did a great job in leading BYU to a second-place finish overall. They jumped from uh, fourth place after the first two rounds to second place. Rhett Rasmussen shot a second consecutive seven under, so he was 14 under over the final two days of the tournament to finish first and win medalist honors at the NCAA Regional. He shot a 195. He went 69-63-63. And to his teammates' credit, Peter Quest, uh, one of the best golfers in the country this year, 69 69-67. Finished well. Carson Lindell very steady after a hot start. 64-70-70. Kelton Hirsch, 70-71-66. He went four under on the final round. And then Brock Stanger just bringing up the rear, but very steady as in his own right. 72-69-71. BYU is a team uh, finished with a total score of 809. Two strokes behind first place finisher Texas A&M. This is a great showing for BYU as they gear up for the NCAA championships. Uh, They'll be headed uh, to the south. It's going to be in Fayetteville, Arkansas this year, May 24th through the 29th. And get ready for another round of columns talking about BYU and their supposed advantage or disadvantage. However, the writer wants to write about it with BYU because they don't play on Sundays. It's a BYU hard and fast rule. It's written in the NCAA rule book, but people love to bellyache about it. We talked about in the last segment that Jason Buck loves to bellyache about BYU independence. Well, when BYU and their inconvenient Sunday play policy seems to inconvenience anything of note it gets criticized but it is in the ncaa rule book it's a long and long held rule the ncaa has been happy to implement for the cougars it's had big time support from multiple other programs around the country i don't know if that support has waned but it is on the books that byu whatever sunday play they have with an ncaa championship and speaking of the men's golf championship they'd have a round so all five of their golfers i would expect they'll have the same five guys in their lineup at the championship Championships with Lindell, Quest, uh, Kelton Hirsch, Stanger, and then Rhett Rasmussen. Those five, they'll play their Sunday round on the day the other teams have their practice rounds or the day before that. Uh, some teams see it as an advantage because the tees are set up for the Sunday uh, format of the tournament. Uh, teams can go out and watch BYU play in their rounds. And I get the thought that it gives BYU an advantage in case bad weather were to pop up on the weekend, etc. But at the same time, it's hurt BYU. It hurt them last year. They didn't have a good showing in their own rounds because you're playing by yourself. Some guys really need to play with other guys to get themselves going. It's a competitive juices. And any of you that have golfed, some people love playing by themselves. There are times I absolutely love playing by myself. There are other times that playing alongside other people helps me up my game. And it's a two-edged sword for BYU having to play that that Sunday round early in the week when they're the only ones on the course that are competing competitively. They're playing by themselves. It's just kind of a weird, eerie feel. And I think it can hurt BYU more than it helps. But get ready for another round of columns on Golf Channel, uh, Golf week all the different golf digest they're all going to talk about this but it is what it is and it's a big congratulations to BYU men's golf 
Bruce Brockbank has done a great job with this team. It's awesome to see. Uh, Mike Weir was on with DJ and PK this morning talking about the PGA Championship, and he said that he's still around the BYU golf program, happy to help out in any way he can. And he said he's very happy to hear that BYU made the NCAA Championships and also Rhett Rasmussen winning the regional. It was really cool to see. And I, I don't know how many of you guys are big collegiate golf fans, but this is actually a big opportunity for BYU because the Golf Channel now now broadcasts the NCAA Championships, and BYU will be featured in that, and that's an awesome thing to see if you're a BYU fan, and I'm excited to see how they do next week in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Going to the Deep South as the summer's getting geared up, so it'll be hot and humid, but hopefully they can go out and have a great showing after a great showing up in Pullman, Washington. So just my tip my cap to Bruce Brockbank and his team. Uh, he quoted, he was quoted Quoted in the release from BYU saying, It was a great day for the Cougars. The team came to play when we needed a great final round. I am so excited for these guys to have another shot at the NCAA finals. And yeah, once again, a big congratulations individually to Rhett Rasmussen to go 14 under over the final two days of that regional. There's some big time golfers playing against BYU. Walker Lee, one of them, he finished sixth individually, I think. He's going to be a future pro. So Peter Quest, I think, is also a future pro. Rhett Rasmussen, I think he's serve notice that he's also a guy to keep an eye on going into the NCAA championships. So once again, congratulations to BYU men's golf making the NCAA finals. It's awesome to see they'll be headed there as a team next week and we'll track that for you going forward. All right, uh, we'll come back on the other side, catch up on everything else going on in BYU news. More postseason honors for BYU women's softball as they get ready for their NCAA regional showdown against Oklahoma State tonight. BYU men's baseball also in action. We'll run all that down for you next but before we do that a reminder for you guys if you are looking for a new podcatcher to catch all of this all of the podcasts you listen to this locked on cougars podcast whatever you may be listening to check us out on the himalaya podcast app it's a fantastic new app adding new features all the time. They've got a lot of money behind the venture that they've gone into here. It's one of those tech unicorns out there in the Bay Area. But they are a proud partner of the Locked On Podcast Network, which is America's number one daily podcast network. Locked On Cougars, privileged to be a part of that. I would encourage you guys, check us out on the Locked On Podcast Network right here on the Himalaya Podcast app. And yeah, just tell your smart device, play podcast Locked On Cougars so that way you're always up to date with all things BYU. All right, more in a moment this is locked on cougars Locked on Cougars. And as we close out today's edition of the podcast, May 16th, a Thursday edition of the show, I want to thank you guys once again for taking the time to download us. If you are new to the podcast, hopefully you find it of worth. It's something you'll come back to. My goal each and every day is to have you be the most informed BYU fan that I possibly can have you be. That way you're always up to date. You know everything there is to know about BYU. Not just particularly football and basketball where we spend a lot of our time, but we'll talk about the other sports. I wanted to give some credit to BYU men's golf after their triumph yesterday. It was awesome to see that. So we want you to be a well-rounded BYU fan, but we do have a particular focus when it comes to football and basketball. Other sports though, as we cover in the final segment of each day's podcast, we do cover and baseball is in action 
tonight as they look to close out the WCC regular season title. Facing off against the Santa Clara Broncos at Stephen Schott Stadium in Santa Clara, California. Uh, game time first pitch scheduled for 7 o'clock Mountain Time. Uh, you can catch that on the W.TV streaming online, also broadcast on BYU Radio. It's the first of a three-game set. There'll be a game tomorrow night at 7 o'clock and then a matinee affair on Saturday at 2 o'clock. Uh, BYU Women's Softball, they begin their play in the NCAA Stillwater Regional of the NCAA Women's Softball Tournament, looking to make the Super Regional for just the second time in the last 15 years since they started going to the NCAA Regionals annually. Big time test tonight, though. They're facing off against number 13, Oklahoma State, who is the host of this. BYU is the four seed in this four-team pod. Uh, They will face Oklahoma State at 6.30 Mountain Time. There will be a live stream on ESPN3 or ESPN Watch. You can get links to those on the BYU Cougars website and also a radio radio call online. You can get that at BYUcougars.com. BYU advances to have at least one more game. It's a round-robin format, double elimination. So they face against face off against Oklahoma State tonight and then they'll face Arkansas or Tulsa tomorrow and if they win one of these two games they'll keep advancing we'll keep you updated on how things go against the number 13 Cowboys or Cowgirls I guess I should say tonight in Stillwater best of luck to the women's softball team there you go that's the rundown of what's happening oh actually I forgot I apologize I should mention this uh, BYU women's softball more postseason honors for them we needed to note that before we go here uh, big congratulations They've had a great year all in all. BYU softball players Arissa Paulson, who is the WCC Pitcher of the Year. Riley Jensen, who I thought should have been WCC Player of the Year, but her teammate um, Lexi Taro won the WCC Player of the Year. Uh, Arissa Paulson and Riley Jensen were named to the All-Pacific Region first team by the National Fast Pitch Coaches Association, while Taro made the third team. So congratulations to all three of those players. It's a big honor for them, and best of luck to all three of them and their teammates tonight in that regional. All right, now we're done. Thanks again for joining me on this Thursday edition of the show. Hopefully whenever you hear it, your day is going great. We'll be back tomorrow to close out the week. It's a blast to be with you guys each and every day doing this podcast. Let me know your thoughts. Follow us on Twitter at Jacob C. Hatch at Locked on Cougars. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram, Locked on Cougars there. Or if you have questions you'd like to email us about, or if you want to advertise on this podcast, I've said multiple times, we'd love to represent your brand. We have competitive advertising rates podcasting is a growing medium thousands of unique downloads each month right here on the locked on cougars podcast would love to represent your brand to byu fans at nation and even worldwide let us know locked on byu at gmail.com would love to get you more details there thanks again for downloading the show please subscribe rate and review and we will catch you tomorrow this has been the locked on cougars podcast for may 16th 2019